0: Christian, all oh, the time has come, and you know that you the only one to say,
1: Okay, where you go and what you looking for. You know well, I'll tell you what I'm looking for, boys. I'm looking for more wins. That's uh sister Christian by Night Ranger. You may know it. And it's uh, this week's intro because we're talking to my sister Christian, purveyor of uh, the Lone Rogers. And uh, well, let's get into it. Uh, As far as I still know, my name is still Connor Jones. I'll be your host. This is the Shit Show Fantasy Football League's Helmet to Helmet Podcast. A podcast about me making fun of basically everybody in our league. And uh offering crappy, if not misleading, fantasy advice. You can follow myself or the podcast on Twitter at uh helmet to helmet or at Rambler underscore Jones. So, um, Let's get rid of that and let's get right into it with a quick question our quick question this week is uh, is from a Michael Weatherhead who I believe is uh, <clears throat> yeah he's not doing super hot he's uh, he's two and four in the fantasy football league that uh, we're all in as am I uh, as are several people we'll get into that in a moment but Michael asks how do I turn my team around that's a great question um if uh, if you don't mind I actually think I'm gonna need this after my loss this week how do you turn around a bad season well coming from somebody who's uh, currently in fifth place in the league at two and four. Uh, I uh, I have to say it's rough. It's rough um, because I have faced great teams. And oftentimes, that's just the way that happens. But we're only six games in. We're having our first major bye week this week. Something else we'll get to later. And... It's not about turning around, it's about taking what you have and outdoing your current trajectory. That's, that's what it's about to me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> the other thing you can try is, you can try and trade your way out. There are players all over our league And in every league, this is obviously specific to Michael's question, as he's in our league, but all over the place, you will find people who are not feeling particularly good about players, who are not uh, performing well right this second, but who are absolutely supposed to perform well. Bad example is Julio Jones, who's getting you enough points to be relevant, but no touchdowns. Now, if you found somebody who was willing to give you Julio for somebody technically not as skilled as Julio, I'd do it. I'd absolutely do it. And you should be looking for those opportunities everywhere. Michael, you don't need to turn your team around. What you need is a string of games where you feel like you are going to uh, be able to pull off some wins. In fact, I'm going to look for you right now. I'm going to make this nice and easy. I'm going to take a look at what your coming up schedule is. Ooh, okay, well you play me, so that's not going to be easy. But then you get to play Marty and uh and jace and then christian you have if you want to count me as a two and four team you have uh three games four games including myself that you're going to play that you have very good chances of winning and as the as the uh the year goes on and the game gets played you're also probably going to look at a lot of injuries i don't wish injuries on anyone I don't ask for injuries, but injuries happen. You will either get hit by some or you'll avoid them or you'll do what I did, which is get hit by them after you avoided them. Uh yeah. That's uh that's our ne- <laughs> that's our next topic. But um you just you keep on keeping on. That's really what it comes down to. I have seen teams go 0 and 6 and still make it to the playoffs. You're 2 and 4. Uh you're going to be all right. Um also that is to say Austin uh I'm sorry bud but uh, this is going to make you feel a little like this. <laughs> But it is a very, very difficult. It's a very difficult prospect to come back from zero and six and one and five. People have done it, and I like to say that a lot to keep people's chin up. But uh, it it's not it's not going to be easy, especially for you. I'm sorry, buddy. Anyway, moving on. In case you don't know what I was alluding to earlier, and you might be. Living under a rock. What do you live under a rock? This is what's been going on this weekend. This is, uh, this is relevant news and injury reports, so. Devontae Freeman is, uh, well, he's on the IR now. That's great. I wish that happened before I traded for him. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, specifically, that put him on the IR, like what they're calling it, but he's there. He's with all of my 49ers and Jay Ajayi, who I traded away. Um, So, yep, I was destined to have a running back on IR this year. If it wasn't Ajayi, it was Devontae Freeman. Josh Allen will be uh, out for several weeks, that's his uh, elbow, got messed up a bit last game um i believe the mri came back negative for whatever it was they were checking but yeah heads up in case anybody was desperate enough to be playing him this does downgrade the entire offense more than you would possibly imagine uh that offense wasn't really primed to be up or downgrade a but uh you know it's the bills they do what they can Marshawn Lynch has hurt his, uh, his groin, and John Gruden makes it sound like it's going to be much worse than anticipated, so keep an eye on that. Evan Ingram, on the flip side, is back to practice after, uh, I believe, an MCL sprain or something of the like, but he is he's back to practice. Looks like he'll be uh, slated to start this week. Uh, if you don't know the name... Pay attention. Raheem Mostert is a must start if Matt Breda cannot play or is holding on to an injury status going into next week's games. He absolutely took second place away from Alfred Morris. Morris is looking sadder and sadder every day. And, uh, yeah, he will be a, a volume carry guy because it looked like this last weekend Beretta actually took some gold line carries still. So pay attention to that. And, uh, well, perhaps I shouldn't be too bitter about trading away James Conner. Lev Bell is expected next Monday. That's according to, I believe, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette or something like that. Uh, it's a local newspaper out there. Um, who knows? This kind of all makes sense. Um, Of course, I've also heard speculation that it wouldn't make sense for Bell to go until after the trade deadline. We will absolutely see how it goes. The way I imagine this going, though, let's say, worst case, he shows up Monday. Well, worst case for Connor owners. He's going to show up. They're going to make him fit. You know, get him all ready for a game. And then they're going to either bench him for the first half as punishment or, and I really hope this happens because it'd be so comical, they put him in, he gets his first carry, and the O-line just literally sidesteps and lets the defenders cream him. That may not be professional, that may get all of them in trouble, but lord almighty do I want to watch that so bad. So bad. I have nothing against Love Bell, but you've heard the things that his teammates have been saying. That, to me, would be just divine comedy. Uh, Moving on, though. Cooper Cup has an MCL sprain. A lot of knee injuries this year keep keep popping up but he is expected to be about three to four weeks. Now, remember, O.J. Howard had a similar injury. O.J. Howard came back in two and a half weeks. He had a bye week and then came back after. I do not expect that for Cooper Cup, mostly because he has become invaluable on this offense, and why would you rush him back when you're 6-0? and Keep an eye on that. Thankfully, in our league, that only affects a 5-1 and team, so I don't think most of the rest of us are going to be that concerned. Uh, the other Cooper... The uh, Pooper Cooper, Amari Cooper, has apparently been put on the trading block. Uh, Now, for my league, that is both Jace and the Oakland Raiders. And uh, ironically, both Jace and the Oakland Raiders are expecting way more than they're ever going to get for Amari Cooper. So just stay away. Um, Jace, you know that's true. Donate me, Muhammad Sanu and Calvin Ridley. That's uh, the Atlanta Falcons wide receivers both banged up. They uh, they are, I'm gonna say highly questionable since there's no longer uh, real distinctions in our uh, tags anymore. I I say I don't know that Ridley makes it, but Sanu may very well be able to to grid out. I believe it's next Monday. Is the game. So they get an extra day of rest. We'll see how that happens. And uh, Quincy Anunwa came off the field injured again. And uh, I think they're going to keep him out for at least another week. Uh, Excuse me. At least a week. To, uh, well, you know. To try and keep him uh, healthy? Question mark? Feels like that uh, should have been a water bet, though, Michael. About Anunwa being worth a damn. So we'll see uh by the way in that Jets uh wide receiving core if uh Anunua is out look to Jermaine Curse former Seattle Seahawk he may very well be valuable that's also of course if uh oh what's his name is also out I'm blanking on on words and stuff right now all right our next segment is uh, near and dear to my heart because frankly uh Quite a few of them were on my team. They are the reason why I need to drink during this episode. They are our players who sucked. You suck! So, uh, Dion Lewis sucked. He got me 2.9 points. And was literally the reason I lost. If I even had 10 points from my running back 2, and made a slightly smarter decision at defense, I may have very well gridded this one out. But that's retrospect. Uh, I'm adding a designation to this player who sucked segment, uh, and it is droppable or not. And I'm going to tell you right now, Deion Lewis, droppable. Guess what I'll be doing. Jared Goff sucked. I, uh, I normally don't put players in here who score over 7 points. He scored you 7.4. you got to remember, though, he's a quarterback. Horrible. I think the worst part is, uh... <laughs> well, we'll also get to that in a moment. Chicago defense, as I mentioned before, if I had played my other defense, I would have won this one, this other in addition to a better running back performance. They got me negative one. Sterling Shepard, in my flex, got me 5.2. And, uh, yeah, it was that, that trio that uh, sank my battleship. I have such a good team, guys. What have I done? George Kittle. George Kittle kind of kind of left you with your pants down. Five points. In a game that was frankly rather competitive, you'd think they'd go to uh, one of their more premier offensive weapons. I guess you could say they did. Marquise Goodwin gave you a great game. But, uh, yeah, Kittle. Kittle just brought you bits. Jared Cook gave you two points. Now, I don't know about everyone else, but I'm willing to stay way the hell away Oakland, and uh, that includes Jared Cook. He is also droppable. Adios. No thank you. Will Fuller. Will Fuller only got you 4.3 points. He was healthy, too. And the irony is Deshaun Watson typically does very well when he has Will Fuller, and vice versa. Deshaun Watson got you 5.3 points, and he has not been doing it this year. I don't say drop him, Unless you have uh, a quarterback that you can truly lean on instead. Or if you can trade for one. I uh, I know that a certain uh, sister Christian has something to say about that later in our Phoning It In segment. Other sucky players. Chris Carson, 5.9. Droppable. That, that backfield is horrible. Stay away. Carlos Hyde. I'm going to say maybe droppable. Maybe droppable. Because now it's coming out that Hugh Jackson wants to give his chub a little attention. Alright? Brandon Cook's got you 6.4. Hey, he's not droppable only because Cup might be out. Otherwise, I'd be saying he's literally just a defense trickery trickery piece down there in Rams. uh, Los Angeles Rams territory there. All he does is jet downfield and open up the middle for Cup to slide right by. He may become a a very necessary piece, but, like I said, hold on, wait and see. Jarvis Landry Landry dropped you uh, a 2.1 pointer. He is questionably droppable as well. I say that depends on your depth. Let somebody else pick up that, you know, that bomb and see if he's going to perform. That's two weeks in a row now that Landry has not really given you what you wanted. Corey Davis, 2.9. John Brown, uh, I believe was in the two to three point range as well. I, uh, I don't know why my number isn't written in there, but I'll come back to him. Uh, Wendell Smallwood. 5.6. And you you would have thought that with a out that uh, he very well may have scooped up some uh, some points there, but twas not to be. Uh, Coming back to John Brown, he only had 3.8. And frankly, I say he's probably droppable too. Just... That's that's a Ravens wide-receiving core that I just don't see a lot of value sticking around for. Stephon Diggs is uh, certainly not droppable. But he did only get you, I believe... Yeah, 5.7 points. That's uh, that's not what you want, considering that Phelan dropped 23 in his sixth straight 100-yard receiving game. There are some magical things happening in the land of Thielen, I'll tell you what. Jacksonville defense. I don't like putting defense in here, but man, a, a stout defense like Jacksonville or like Chicago, as I mentioned before, they both got you negative one. In matchups that, frankly, weren't that difficult. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jordan Reed, 6.1 points. Now, tight ends are thin. That may not be a horrible a horrible uh, number of uh, points for, uh, for your team when tight ends are crapping all over the place, but wow. Derek Henry got you 3.1, and you know what? He's already riding your bench, Christian. Drop him. He's someone else's dud. And, uh, if you have Derek Henry and you're not named Christian, drop him anyway. I guarantee you'll find something better. Well, that takes us to our match of the week this week. Uh, and, um, well, it was a, it was a matchup between two very unlikely players, uh, that is to say, unlikely that the game would have been as tight as it was. No way. I am not giving up. You have to. No, I don't. So, um, the Dwight Schrute of this situation, the one who would not give up, would be own, and his uh, discount Belichick. See, they were looking like a total farce this season. In fact, they were looking like a total farce this weekend because they had a 40-point deficit going into Monday night against Daniel's Make Demarius Great Again. Now, that's a roster that this week had stellar performances from James Conner and Julio Jones. But out of nowhere, there was a an explosion from Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He dropped 30-point-something points, right? And nearly... Stunned Daniel with a win. Now, uh, I talked about Goff a moment ago. Goff was Yaron's uh, quarterback. You know who was on Yaron's uh, bench? Was Andrew Luck with 20 something points and uh, Carson Wentz with 23. And man, I can't tell you how mad Daniel would have been if uh, if he had lost that game from a comeback of Devonte Adams. Now, as for our I have regret segment, somewhat related, Your Own almost deserves this because I I personally. I've, I've always been a little shy on Jared Goff. I don't actually think he's quite as good as he is. Uh, I don't, I, I'm not going to sit here and say in retrospect, oh yeah, this was the matchup that I thought he was going to be bad at. But it is Denver. Denver is historically a pretty all right defense. <sighs> you know, over Wentz or Luck, who have both been back and forth so far, maybe I still would have stuck with Goff. But you know what? He doesn't actually get the brown star this week. The Brown Star goes to my San Francisco 49ers because they had Green Bay trailing nearly the whole game. They really did. They despite two fumbles still had them in a tie at 30 to 30. And I just. I just wonder if one of those fumbles was instead a field goal. And then the final interception would have never happened because they would have ran the ball instead. And we would have won 33 to 30. But no. We had to give it away. And I, I need to check this, but it it what it feels like is it feels like my 49ers are a team that is losing by less than 7 points more often than not. Now, I like I said, I need to check that, because I don't think that's the truth. And uh, obviously I haven't been paying close enough attention because it's been kind of an abysmal season, but man, oh, so close. Well... I guess this brings us to uh, the class in session. Under my tutelage, you will grow from boys into men. From men into gladiators. And from gladiators into Swansons. So, uh, this week, under schooled, I'm gonna discuss the uh possibly the worst thing the NFL has uh has ever continuously done. The bye week. Now I know I sound crazy, so let me explain before I go into why I'm talking about bye weeks. Bye weeks suck because the NFL decides arbitrarily, yeah. Two teams this week. Yes, only two. Oh, but in a week. Let's make that four. Yeah, four sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then some numbnuts probably stood up and said, What if we had six at once? And uh, Goodell probably looked at him square in the face and said, Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Because... What? Does the NFL not realize that fantasy football brings them in a ton of money? A ton of viewership? The NFL has long not embraced fantasy football. Okay, sure, they have a website literally made by the NFL on an NFL-hosted web address. Sure. But in terms of the way that they handle everything else about football do they want just one week do they want one week to just be an absolute stinker in the ratings do they want just like nobody to watch their team in six different markets for one whole week I mean to get back to just this week you have you have four teams on bye. you got bye weeks for the Packers the Steelers the Raiders and the Seahawks all right now, there's two teams there that are ripe with fantasy assets. That's the Packers and the Steelers. The Seahawks, they have a few. The Raiders, eh, let's not talk about it. But that's just this week. There's going to be bye weeks going all the rest of the way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Week 8 bye weeks? Falcons, Cowboys, Chargers, Titans. Uh, excuse me? Why not over games two through 16 or 17? Or you know what? No, not even. How about just put, oh man, yeah, just put a couple of teams a week from week two to week 14. Just, just space them out as much as you can. There's only 32 teams why give us a week 9 with 6 by the way heads up those are the cardinals the bengals the colts jags giants and eagles that's insane i ugh, it just doesn't make sense but for fantasy purposes pay attention oh we have another bipocalypse week 11 Wow, you got Bills, Browns, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, and 49ers. So, what what does this boil down to? What it boils down to is, look ahead. You are absolutely going to get affected by bye weeks. Do you own a fantasy football player in your team? Okay, then you're going to have fantasy bye weeks. You're going to have to look to fill that in. I uh, I sit next to a gal in my office who is in my office league. Hi, Paige, if you're listening she she had seven people go on by this week if i remember my count correctly i might be a little uh, little high on that number but we only have four teams on by and she still has that many i am an idiot i have three wide receivers of my four going on by week nine so happy victory to whoever plays me that week i'll have a wide receiver fill in but like really did i not think about that Just, you might think that a bye week is a great opportunity. Your team's not playing. You know, oh, week 11, 49ers won't play. I'm just going to go sit on a beach, sip a pina colada, and, I don't know, listen to some reggae. Uh, no. You may think that there's fewer games to worry about. You don't have to sit up all day. No. Bye weeks mean more work. More like bye-bye all free agent weeks that's what they should be called but i digress important to me now is uh my opponent this week my uh my guest sister christian himself in our segment phoning it in All right, so with an extra special phoning it in segment that uh, this week, I am uh, well. I'm with Christian DeLavalette. Christian, talk about where we are right
0: now. Well, we are in my new apartment in San Diego, enjoying
1: a pretty crappy morning, I think. But we hopefully will get better today after I whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a little bit of hubris. That's fine. Well, uh, I uh, I'm down in San Diego for. The I was down in San Diego for the weekend, and uh, it's Christian's birthday weekend. His birthday was Friday, if you didn't know. Uh, Christian has this tradition of asking for a win for his birthday, and I never just give it to him, although I'm pretty sure at least half the times we've played on your birthday, it's been... Well, I won last year, but I don't know about the years going prior. But, uh, well, I guess we'd like to like uh, l- know a little bit more about you know, you and what brought you to football, I understand, uh, I know you very well, I'm not going to pretend I don't for the, the podcast, you grew up just outside of Paris, how did you even get into football, living in a country that has absolutely no shits if it lives?
0: Well, I actually did not give a shit until I got back to the States, the truth is we, you know, you live in Europe, you watch rugby, you don't watch football, you get to the States, you get to college, and people look at you like, you don't watch football. So, you know, got to college, started watching football and really got into it over the years and ended up
1: picking out a team and stuck with the Green Bay Packers this whole time. That's fair. Now, I guess to to clarify, too, uh, we met at the Savannah College of Art and Design, which doesn't have a football team, but did your school prior have one? Not at all. I actually
0: went to school up in Buffalo, New York, where I started following the Bills and discovered they were shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, So you had a little teaser taster of the Bills and went, Huh. If this is mediocre at best, I wonder what it's like with a good team. Exactly. Okay. Well, speaking—well, I guess not really speaking of a good team. How do you feel about your? Uh, how do you feel about your team this year? Well, my team this year started
0: off really well. You know, I have what we call—what we call it—retard luck. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always picked, you know, players not based on their top performance, but on how they'll do over a course of a season. So had a little, had a good start. Had a little drop, losing some good players after week four, and I'm hoping you know, like maybe my players are going to start picking up now after the, all those injuries are going
1: through. Well, you do have a record of uh, being in it regardless of dumb decisions. Uh, I believe the first year we played, you came in third place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a bit of a down year in 2016, our second year. You ended up, uh, I believe, in fifth, fifth yep. uh, behind a ghost ship, sadly. And then uh, last year, you came in second. You actually uh, you routed me on the way to the championship game. And that was the first year I wasn't in the final matchup. So, you know, one could say that you're always in it, and you're a guy that needs to be beaten if anybody wants to make it to the playoffs. Um, this year, though, you're 2-3, and three, just like me, and this is a matchup that may very well determine if either one of our teams even has a chance.
0: Exactly, which is why I think... We're both praying on a win this week just to make sure we can be like
1: we can touch it. <laughs> well, and to give some clarity to uh, those listening on a Wednesday morning, this podcast is going out. Uh, we're we're interviewing on Sunday morning because just in case there actually is an interview curse, I really want it to take effect before the games. So we have our matchup ahead of us. How do you feel about your team this week specifically? You got some injuries as you mentioned, but I got some injuries. But after Thursday night games between us,
0: <sighs> I am fairly confident that it might be a close, still a close game. But I'm confident that my players are gonna like prevail over yours
1: today. <laughs> Oof, yeah, no, uh, I don't, I don't recognize Thursday night football anymore. I, uh, I officially am calling for Thursday night football to not be a thing. Uh, I'm petitioning the league. I have a lot of sway, you know, with all nine of my followers uh, of this podcast. Hi, Mom. Um, well, I guess uh, to move on to some other topics, what, uh, what's your method week over week picking one player over another, if they're a close projection?
0: I'll look up at the matchup. I'll look at, you know, if it can either help me against an opposing team. You know, like you were, I know you were talking about it what, with Michael last week. If, you know, I have a quarterback and he has, you know, and you have a wide receiver, I may actually play a backup QB just in case, you know, we don't balance out our points all the way through the game. Maybe give me a little edge if I can. So, you know, look up at the matchups, look up at, like, even if they're injured, you know, questionable, they might still get more, you know, like you know, receptions, which still might add me up
1: quickly. (laughs) Okay, okay, that makes some sense. I guess, um... Along those lines, then, who's a player, either on your roster or not, that you think, uh, if you don't have him now, you kind of want to go out and get him because he uh, he may be the difference between you making the playoffs or not. Who's a player who you think gets a team there this year?
0: Mahomes for sure. After like, even though he wasn't in my you know my draft, you know I think I picked him up in the fifteenth or sixteenth round of our of our draft. <laughs>
1: Uh, pause for a quick fact check here. Most fantasy drafts only have 15 rounds.
0: Coming, picking up a rookie, you know, is one of those questionable things, and he's been actually pulling the team pretty well this year, so I think if you if you actually have a chance to pick up a player, pick up Mahomes, if you haven't already. Like, he may not score like he did his two first weeks, like, closer to 40 points, but, you know, he'll bring you a solid 20-some, almost 30 points every week, up to, I think, if he if continues this way.
1: So, uh... That's definitely great for people in, uh, in leagues uh, around the world, or, or my mom. Um, but uh, what do you say to people who might try to come buy Mahomes off of your roster? Would you rather give up Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers?
0: Today i probably almost say Aaron Rodgers, even though I've had him on my league every wow. single season. It's he With the injuries he had this year, the injuries he had last year... And you know, I pick him up because he's always, you know, he's a safe player you can always pick up. But with Mahomes doing his performance this year, I'm almost willing to give up one of those. I'm almost willing to give up a Rodgers.
1: All right. Well, if you're listening, Jace, go ahead and offer him a kicker or whatever it is you do. But, uh... <laughs> so, uh, okay. Well, uh, what, uh... To, to pull back the lens a little bit what keeps you coming to fantasy every year was was our league the first fantasy football league you played in
0: it was we started like as you said i think we started this, this league you know senior year of college and a lot of us all stay together you know we get to you get to call your friends once a year and just rip into them talk shit
1: come on what else has been doing that right exactly i mean for uh for all that, we might as well even start a fantasy baseball league or something for the offseason, but that's boring, so I won't.
0: You want to start fantasy football soccer, you know? Might be a little bit funner.
1: <laughs> Except I have to get up at 2 a.m. to watch any of the teams that aren't uh, MLS, which would suck. Yeah. Um, also, soccer is really slow. I still don't get why the rest of the world likes it. I guess, you know, there's maybe one other country or two other countries in the world that are back-to-back World War champs. So. <laughs> Hi, present day Connor. Cocky Sunday Connor might have made you think that I uh, hate the rest of the world and I don't like visiting it. This is all a joke. Sorry, don't hate me. Don't unsubscribe. All zero international listeners. Thanks. Bye. I guess I just have uh, one last question for you, and that would be um, what what keeps you uh, what keeps you sane on a Sunday. What are some routines or some foods that you go to? During, uh, during football days. Well, that's a tricky question. You, as I
0: used to live on the East Coast, and my games used to be at 1 o'clock and not at 10 a.m. You know, it's like, I started off with my, my old routines were like, you know, sleep in, take a shower, get up, order something to eat, and then watch the games. Mm. Now that they're 10 a.m. games, it's a little bit trickier. It's, if I'm up, grab our orders in the house, sit on the couch, and look like a, like a, like a zombie.
1: yeah. No, I, I, I can attest to that. It's uh, just now 9 a.m. And um, the only reason Christian has pants on is because of this podcast interview, which I told him, it's radio. There's not necessarily going to be any, uh, any evidence other than our voices. But, the, uh, yeah, you were saying, too, that um, it's basically now whatever you have in your fridge that you have as a Sunday snack. Yep. I feel that. I feel that on a spiritual level. Well, I guess uh, do you have anything to say out to the rest of the league? Do you have any you have uh, any promises of utter domination? Do you have uh, regrets, trades you wish you hadn't made, perhaps? I don't regret
0: that Ajayi trade. I still got Golden Tate out of it, you know. And let's be honest, you know, you have OBGa today, but is he doing as well as he was on my li- on my lineup?
1: Uh, I don't know. He got me 25 points last week. Apparently, he just can't do that this week. Uh, Jesus, I just don't get how the Giants are that bad. I really don't get how the Giants are that bad. I may have made a bad trade. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, it did... Insight into uh, how I look at trades after they've been made. Is I looked at a guy going to the IR. Because uh, I had, as mentioned in previous podcasts, I traded... Jay Ajayi and Golden Tate to Christian for uh, OBJ because I had Larry Fitzgerald at draft thinking he was going to be Larry of old, and he hasn't been yet. You never know. But man, uh, (laughs) this week, OBJ kind of made me wish I still had Ajayi and Tate, even if Ajayi went to the IR. Because you got paid to pull your ass. Uh, I just... Oh, and then I looked. Here's some insights. Before you make trades maybe look at the bye weeks of the players you already have, because now I picked up Sterling Shepard because the Giants had some juicy matchups coming up. So now I have two wide receivers that have the same bye week, as they're both on the Giants, and Larry Fitzgerald has the same bye week. So three out of my four wide receivers all go on bye the same week. And I am not a happy puppy. So, well... I guess uh, if there's nothing else to uh, to shit talk on the rest of the league, we are going to go have a breakfast burrito in downtown San Diego, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's it for this interview. Thank you, Christian, very much for coming on and letting me steal your uh, your juju. I am I am the Doctor Evil to every interviewee's uh, Austin Powers, and I just want your mojo.
0: Exactly, and now he's just giving me.
1: The curse. Yep. It's, uh, we're gonna have to find a creative name for it. I, uh, I don't like the interview curse. I want a new name. Uh, I'll take suggestions, by the way, to the rest of our league. Or, to those who follow on Twitter. Give us suggestions for, um, whatever it is. This power where I just kind of suck the winningness out of every team I interview. So, until I find my next victim next week, I guess that's it for, uh, phoning it in. Ooh. Yes, that's so nice That audio quality See, that's what I'd love to do with all of you I brought my microphone down to San Diego this last weekend And uh, surprised the sister with, uh, with my presents It was his birthday My presents is a present As uh, Jesus once said But I got to bring the mic And wow, that sounds good no offense to my Skype callers. It, you have nothing to do with it. It's just... Wow. So let's maybe make that happen. If anybody's going to show up in the Pacific Northwest or uh, if anybody's going to be near Vegas for Thanksgiving week, uh, let me know. Because these in-person audio recordings are flipping fantastic. I guess... Uh, I guess that actually just about wraps up our episode this week, guys and gals and mom. I uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do about my team. I, uh, I just hope that beer and some Mexican pastry that I brought back from San Diego kind of solves it for at least right now, because that's what I'm going to go do. Christian, this heavily effeminate song is for you. Good night, everyone.
0: Oh, the time has come